Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kofiud Aleph. So we are on Kofiud on the days, five lines from the bottom, and we were continuing the discussion of different ancient medicine. So the Yarkaina for joining this, what would they do? They would take train two of these herbs that we mentioned in yesterday's daf, Shikha with beer, umi akar, and the side effect was that it would make someone sterile. So this was called a kois shell. Ikrin, Koysheli Karin. If you look in Rashi and Chumash and Parshat Barashas, it talks about Lamach and his wives. He gave one of them, I think Tzila, he gave her this Koysheli Karin. It didn't work. So, uh, you know, that was before Planned Parenthood existed. It didn't really work, and she became pregnant, but he tried to uh, give her the Koysheli Karin. So the Gemara says, Ami Shari, is that allowed? Now, just by the way, whenever we discuss the halachas of contraception, there are three different shilas. There's one of hashchasa zera. We'll talk about that in Yevamos, when the Gemara talks about nashim that are misham shoyis pemoich, what exactly that means, the diaphragm, whatever. Another shila of pruvu, a person who's refraining from from procreating. What's a person's obligation? How many children should he have? Twenty, two, thousand. So that's another question. And a third question is this: is the act or whatever you're doing is that called sterilization? So there are various types of Contraception. You go, you drive on the highway, you'll see uh, uh, advertisement for uh, a vasectomy, whatever, but that, that, that's definitely considered sterilization. So those are the three different considerations. This is one sugya of sterilization. There's another Gemara in Sanhedrin, so we'll do a little bit here, and then in Ritz Hashem and Sanhedrin, we'll finish the topic. So the Gemara says, Amish Shari is a mutti, you let it drink this, this uh, cure for jaundice, but the side effect is it's going to be a kais shali karin. Vatani, what's in a brisa? Minayin lesayrus ba'adam. I know that a person who savors, he sterilizes himself, he castrates himself, a vasectomy, shehu asr, that's asr to do. Tamil lemur, the Pusik says, when it talks about bringing a carbon. That's Masurus, that's one of the Mumim. It says, and then it says, You shouldn't do this yourself. And we know from Torah Shabbatasu, you cannot do this to a person cannot do this. He cannot be Masaris himself. He can't start castrate yourself. Divrei Rabbi Hanina. So according to Rabbi Hanina, that it's Asr, how could I drink this beverage that's gonna hurt, you know, gonna gonna Sterilize a person, it should be ostracized. That's when you had kavana through a physical act of destroying a person's a person's uh, ability to reproduce. Here, the person is drinking it. It's a side effect of the medication that he's taking. That it's mutter. Rabbi says that Let's say you have a rooster and you want uh, to sterilize the rooster. You take away his comb. And automatically, he will become sterile. And you see it's mother, even though you're not allowed to sterilize an animal, you're allowed to do this. So it must be, as long as you're not directly dealing with that part of the body, that's fine. So the says, that's not true. Vamaravashi said, the reason why this works is that the rooster will not be able to procreate because you took away his karbalta, which is his comb. That's Ramus Rucha. With uh, it's no better, better way of saying it, you stripped him of his manhood, so that's why he can't procreate. But there's uh, that's not actually being Masaris. Allah, the Gemara says, Masaris is someone who's already not able to have children, and for him, it's mutter to drink this kais shelly currents. The Gemara says, Everyone agrees when it comes to the carbon mincha, the pasuk by the mincha says that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to make it chametz. The Pasik says, uh, and So the Mechamet, Achar Mechamet, let's see someone 
makes it more chametz after it has already been chametz. So the carbon mincha was a flower carbon, and you allowed it to, to rise, and you made a chametz, and you did it again. Chayiv, you're chayiv. So you see, even though it was done already, you still can't do that act. Shnemar, And the Gemara Menachas Darshans is telling that even if you was already chametz, you cannot make it further chametz. So the same thing should be over here. So the Masaris, Achim Masaris, Shnemar, the Pasik says, describing all different uh, types of mumim. So the Gemara says, if the, uh, the Beitzim were cut, Chayev, a person's chayev for doing it, for destroying it, al natuk, if it's detached, like Koshkin for sure, Ella, Lahavi, it's coming to include, Noitik even after it's already been cut, the person's uh, Beitzim have, have been cut already, and he already is considered a cross Shivcha, and he cannot marry into Klayisro, and it's also to do that to oneself, even after it's already cut, to do an additional act would also be also so how could you tell me over here that someone who's a saris is allowed to drink the kai shali karin not true just because a person's a saris doesn't mean he's allowed to do it so he wants to be Allah the zakin fascinating someone who's a zakin he is already uh, past past the age of being able to reproduce there it's it's mutter to be misaris which is interesting because we just said misaris acha misaris is chayev so there that's exeris akasav as the toysis rush explains that it's a gzeris akasa that misaris acher misaris is chayiv. However, misaris to, to sterilize after a person's too old to have children, that would be mutter. So the Gemara says that's not true. Vam Rabbi Yechinon hein hein. So the Rabbi Yechinon is talking about in Masechtas Gittin Daf Ayin. There it discusses another parak discussing all the different refuos of Chazal. So there it was talking about someone who was not able to to have a tashmish. So he says hein hein hechazirudin lenarusi. So whatever the Gemara there was talking was talking about some type of potion they would take and it would return him to his youth. So you see that a zakain could still procreate. So the Gemara says you're right. So we're not talking about a man. Ella beisha. The Gemara is talking about a woman that a woman is allowed to take this koisheli kara. Now what's the havamina? Two ways to learn this. One way would be that we assume that women are not mechuyev, they're not obligated in Puravu. So perhaps this whole isser of sterilization is based on the mitzvah of Puravu. If women are not chayiv in Puravu, then they would not be included in this uh, din of, of Ikarin. That's how Rashi learns it. The other Rishonim learn differently. They say that the Pasuk is only talking about women. It's not talking about, uh, it's only talking about males, not females. But either way, so the Gemara here says, Ella Isha, we're talking about a woman, and therefore a woman's allowed to take this Koy Sheli Karn. For the Gemara, Rabbi Yechem, and Brightko Damar, he says, Al Shneem, that when the Torah says, he's talking Al Shneem on both the man and the woman, that both men and women are Chayev in Puravu, my Ikala Memar. So what, who is this talking about? So the Gemara says, Biskena, it's talking about an elderly woman who can no longer have children. Now, although Rabbi Yechem said, this potion that he took in Masechtas Gittin helped restore his youth. That doesn't work for women. Inami Ba'akara, a woman who's no longer able to have children. And for her, there's no Isser Sirus. Similar to what we said uh, with a Zakein or with a, uh, someone who's old. Similar concept. And therefore, there's no Isser Sirus. Now, all this is brought down... Right, so you have to see it's Xeris Akasov. It's Sirus Achar Sirus, meaning when a person has already been Masaris. Let's say it's not, let's say, a kain. A kain became tummy, so you can't do the same act of becoming tummy again, according to most who shine him. So the serious, achar serious is also, but someone who's no longer in the parish of having children, perhaps there's no iser serious there. Right? Well, the mice isn't the mice, though. The mice is serious. Yeah. 
you could say that, but it's Xeris Akasa. The Pasik says, Umar Vikasas Vinatu Vikaras. Why did it tell me um, Natuk? Once it already says Karas, why did it say Natuk? So it's Xeris Akasa that even after Karas, you can't do Natuk. Xeris Akasa. But if someone can't have children, maybe they're not included in this parsha of Arias, maybe they're not included in it. So all this comes up, Halachalamaisa, in many different places, but it's, you know, we'll do Dafyamista. It comes up if, if a woman needs a hysterectomy. Uh, vasectomy for men, it comes up when a person buys a pet. So the standard procedure is you neuter them. So how do you neuter a pet? It seems like you cannot do that. Machloikas, if this applies to Goyim, so that we're going to see in the Gemara Sanhedrin, discuss if a Nachri is chayiv on this Isser. Meaning, let's say a non-Jew. Now what's the difference? They're not listening to me, they're not calling me for Shilas. Can I give it to a non-Jew to do it? So if they're not machloikas in it, so at most, I would violate Amir Lenachri, which is only Isser Asr Medrabana. I'm telling the guy to do, to do something Asr for me. If they're not allowed to do it, there's an Isser of Lifna Eva for me to give it to the guy. So I was just texting uh, our friend Aaron Hellman. So I was reading Rabbi Chaim Jachter. He has an article on this written 20 years ago. And he, he was talking about a, a type of ovaria hysterectomy. So he said that it's not yet standard. So I just texted Aaron Hellman. He said, yeah, that's the standard way of sterilizing a female dog which removes the ovaries and the uterus. So some of the person, not all the person, say that this is better, that you could do it. Years ago, what they started doing is they, they sell it to a guy, or you, ha- you buy a purchase, you purchase a neutered pet already. And they have, whatever, if you, <laughs> if you buy a pet that doesn't have it, you have Shiloh. So uh, if you buy a pet, you have your Hilcha Shabbos, Shiloh spoke about the other Shabbos, about Muksa. We had a sugi about carrying the leash, and Rishos Sarabim, how much could it dangle, right? Can you move a pet? and uh, feeding uh, Isser to the pet. And now we have the halachas of neutering a pet. If someone's in vet- veterinarian school, the Shiloh also comes up. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Okay, next. Next Mishnah. Continuing the discussion of Rafu on Shabbos. Someone who has a toothache. So whenever we discuss Rafu on Shabbos, we're talking about someone who's not a nafal mishkav. He's not so, so in so much pain that he literally has to go to bed. It's someone who has... A, what we call a miktas chayli. It's, it's annoying, it's bothering him, and he wants to get rid of it. But he's not, uh, you know, running to bed in total pain. So the halach is, you're not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. So what if you're taking something that could be interpreted one of two ways? So that was the previous Mishnahis, and we're going to continue with that. Someone who has a toothache, you can't Sip. You can't fill up your mouth with chaymets with vinegar, because nobody does that. Well, you're you're uh, you're gurgling vinegar, so it must be doing it. You're doing it for a fool. Now mouthwash, you would say is different, because mouthwash people do uh, gargle their their mouthwash in the morning, so you wouldn't assume doing it mishum rafu. They're doing because they want to have good breath. However. That's only when you're gargling your vinegar. But if I want to dip my bread, or I want to eat pickles, I want to eat pickles or cucumbers dipped in vinegar on Shabbos, no problem, because that looks like a standard way of eating. Nobody's going to think you're doing it in Yishim Next. Same thing would apply to schnapps. Someone who wants to drink a, a shot, even though his tooth hurts, his throat hurts, excuses, he told his wife, and he wants to drink another shot, but uh, that's called drinking. But if a person's, you know, swishing it around in an odd way, that would be the same as vinegar, and people would, would assume you have some toothache or a canker sore or something, that would be us around Shabbos, unless the person's in serious pain. HaChoshesh V'Masnav, someone who has a uh, Choshesh, he has some type of uh, irritation, V'Masnav, on his loins, L'Yosuch, Ya'in, V'Choymetz, 
you should not smear wine or vinegar on it because that was typically done for refuah. You could do with oil because that was done for pleasure. That was that was like your uh, cream. Veloy shemen varid. You cannot use uh, rose oil because that is very expensive and therefore most people will not use that unless they were in pain. So when you see someone using that, that would be for refuah. However, the sons of kings, they indeed would use this for their creams. They would do it even during the weekday, even without a makkah. So it must be that when they're doing it on Shabbos, it's not giving you an indication that it's for a fua. So according to the Tanakhama, Typical people cannot do it. B'nei Malachim, the sons of kings, the princes, they could do it. Rab Shimon Oimer, Rab Shimon Ba'echai, he says, Kol Yisrael b'nei Malachimim. All of Klai Yisrael were all considered b'nei Malachim, and we're all able to anoint ourselves with this Shemen Vered, with the rose oil. Rami Lei, so the Gemara says, Rami Lei, Rav Acha Aricha, who Rav Acha by Papa, the Rav Avo. So Rav Acha Aricha, the tall one, giving him a nickname, which is the uh, Rav Acha by Papa, said to Rabbi Avo. Tonight we went to the Mishnah. Hachoshesh Bishinov, someone who has a toothache, Lei Yigamu Venus Chamis, you cannot uh, suck the or gargle this vinegar. So you see from here, Le Memra, you see from here, the Chaymates, Male Lishinayim, that the only reason why you're not allowed to do it is because it's Shabbos. But Essentially, from a medical standpoint, it works. That the vinegar helps your teeth. So he asked the Kasha of the Pasuk says in Mishlei, the same way vinegar is to the teeth, seemingly bad. The Ka'ashan and smoke le'inayim to your eyes. And the Pasuk continues, the lazy guy is bad for the ones who sent him. He sends someone to do something for you. The guy doesn't do it, so it's terrible. So the same way that's terrible, so too, Ha'chaymitz le'inayim, that vinegar is not good for your teeth. So much like Kasha, Ha'bikiyua, the Peri, once talking about what it's bad for your teeth, that's Bikiyua, the the unripe fruit that turned into vinegar, that you you know it fermented and it went into vinegar. So that is not a good vinegar. It's not good for your teeth. Ha! The challah. This is talking about your typical standard wine vinegar. So that that would be good for your teeth. Viboy sema. Another tarets. Ha! Bechal. Talking about your standard uh, vinegar that came from wine. Ha! The ikamaka. Ha! Delekamaka. When a person ikamaka, a person has a sore, he has something in his in his uh, tooth. So masay, it heals. Like a maca, if there's no uh, wound in his teeth, he's just taking this vinegar. Merape loosens up his teeth. It's not good for. Uh, it's not good to do it if you don't have a sore there. That is why the pasuk Mishlei calls it bad. Mm-hmm. Next, the Mishnah said like gamba and a you can't be gargling, can't be uh, sucking the vinegar. So the words of Atani went in a brisa like gamma upoilet. You cannot, you know, gargle it and then spit it out because that gives you an indication that you never intended on consuming it. It sounds like avo megama ubeleya, but if I'm going to swallow it, I am allowed to gargle it around because that shows I wanted to drink it. So I'm rabbi kitan amasnisin. Our mission is talking about megama upeleya. You're right. Our mission is talking about someone who's spitting it out. But if you're not spitting out, you're swallowing it. That will be motor. Rabba marfilu tema megama ubeleya. No, we're talking about even if you actually swallowed it, still usher. Why? Kan legabi Before a person ate his meal, then. You're allowed to swallow this vinegar because it made sense that people wanted to eat vinegar. They were so hungry or they were wetting their appetite, they would actually swallow it. But a person finished his entire meal. He's not, you know, licking his fingers with his vinegar. So when he does that, obviously when he's consuming the vinegar, like gargling it around, it clearly shows and implies that it's done for a fool. 
So the Gemara says, Vinema Hold on a second. According to Rava, you're going to tell people they're going to learn in Hilcha Shabbos, Hilcha Shabbos class. So you, when are you allowed to do this vinegar business? Only before your meal. But after your meal, you can't. So really, Hold on a second. We heard that Rava holds the Isle Hoyel. Rava holds to this din of Hoyel. Dama Rava, we'll see what this means. Rava says, Leka midi de shari of Aser. This discussion, if you look at Rashi, Rashi gives you the background, a long Rashi here, right uh, to the right of your page. So Rashi in, in, uh, brings out that Masatlis Beta, there was a discussion regarding Tvila, tiveling on Yantif. So the Mishnah there says it's Aser because it's, it's uh, near a Kimisakin Mane, Misakin Gaver, a person is going from Tame to Tar, you're fixing something. So over there, the Mishnah says, for tefillah, bismana, if there's a mitzvah to toivel, you're allowed to toivel on Shabbos. And on Yantif. So there the Gemara discusses, can you toivel on Yom Kippur? On one hand, if it's mutter on Shabbos, why would Yom Kippur be different? On the other hand, there's a different Isser on Yom Kippur. There's an Isser of Rechitza, of bathing. So over there, Rav says, If it's mutter on Shabbos, it's mutter on Yom Kippur. There's, no thin, there's nothing that's mutter on Shabbos that's Asr and Yom Kippur. That is the opinion of Rava. It gets into the lambdas that they're both called Shabbosayin. They're both called the same uh, term, Shabbosayin, of day of rest. So it's the same, it becomes the same day, and there should be no differentiation. Just by the way, this is interesting. If you're a Chazan, so sometimes you have uh, Yom Kippur or even Shalash Ragam, they fall out on Shabbos. And you'll, you'll say the Shabbos davening. Uh, as, as, as part of the Musaf. You'll add a Yom HaShabbos, Shnei Kvasim, Neishana. So some Chazanim, if they're, if they're an expert, they'll switch to the Shabbos Nusuch and go back to Yom Kippur Nusuch or Shalash Regalim. So there's, a, there's actually a discussion, not about this, the tune, but the concept. Is it the same? Is it one day now? Is it Shabbos Yom Kippur? Or is it, no, the Shabbos and then it's Yom Kippur? Some Machlekes amongst the Chazanim. But the way Rava sees it, it's, it's Shabbos, it's Yom Kippur, it's the same thing. So there's no such thing as something being mutter on Shabbos, but also in Yom Kippur, as far as Shabbos and Malachis go. So according to that, that we don't split up things. So how could Rava tell me before the meal I could drink it? After a meal, I can't drink it. So how the be Rav Mehachi, right? Rav went back from this din, and he holds you're allowed to drink it before the meal and and after the meal. Just by the way, when we discuss bathing, uh, going to the to the mikvah, so halach is we paskin that bezmanazeh, a woman cannot go to the mikvah yom kippur or tisha even if it's the lel tefila. If you look in the Gemara there, it seems that it's only bezman beisamikdash achilas kachim or bezmana today with all our nida zava stuff. The minigiz women do not go to the mikvah on Tisha B'Av night or Yom Kippur either. Okay, now, the Gemara says, Hod Rav Mehach. You're right. Since Rav holds of this Hoyle business, if something's mutter on Shabbos, it's mutter on Yom Kippur, and therefore I cannot split between before the meal, after the meal. So Rav went back. So Mar said, Maybe Rav went back from his Yom Kippur Shabbos discussion. Maybe he holds, you're not allowed to go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Don't think that the time went to the Baisa. Anyone who's chayiv to toivel, toivel and kedak, and they can toivel themselves typically, bein betishabav, bein biyamikipurim, it's mutter. Now, by the way, in Hilchas Tishabav, Hilchas Yom Kippur, why, why is it mutter? Because it's not called Rechitza Shaltaino. You're not going there for a bath, you're going there to toivel. So during the, during the nine days, you could go to the mikvah. We, we hold that it's not a, uh, 
a chiv tefillah right now, therefore you wouldn't do it. But back in the day, when you had a chivas kachim, you had a different hilchos tumah v'tahara, they would go even on Tishabov, and that is shitas. Rava, so Rava did not go back on what he said in Mesechus Beitzah. He's going back on what he said regarding sipping the vinegar before and after the meal. Okay, bottom sugya on kufiyat alaf amad alaf v'choshish v'masnav. Someone who had irritation v'masnav in his loins. So the Mishnah said he cannot anoint wine or vinegar, but he can use shemen of vered. I'm sorry, he can use regular oil. And he can't use shemen vered, the rose oil, because that's expensive. Comes along Rab, Rabbi Shimon, says, Call Yisrael b'nei malachimim, all Jews are sons of kings, and we, we could use the, the rose oil, even if we're not uh, wealthy, use it on Shabbos. So Rav said, the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon here. So the Gemara says, You tell me Rav holds like Rabbi Shimon? Now, the Gemara here assumes that all the machloiksin in Hilcha Shabbos between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda are all one and the same thing. That you have to pick one. You have to pick your rabbi, either you go with Rabbi Shimon or you go with Rabbi Huda. Because the Gemara is going to bring a case which has nothing to do with using rose oil on Shabbos, as you'll see. How could Rav go like Rav Shimon here? That's not true. I'm a Rav Shimi Bachi Mishmei de Rav. That they said in the name of Rav. Very important who this is, Rav. Yeah, this towel. They would stick it into the barrel of beer and they would you know, plug the hole. So the problem is when you would do it, the, the beer that was in the towel would, would squeeze out. So this is your classic example of Dabr Shin and Mishav. I'm not intending on squeezing or cleaning it. I just want to close off the barrel of beer that has the, that, that the, you know, the keg and the beer is coming out, so I want to just close it off. So this is the concept of Dabr Shin and Mishav. And this suga, if, if you uh, remember your yeshiva days, this is in the Pesach Pesuch suga in, uh, in Ksubis. So that's the, that's the suga right there talking about Hilcha Shabbos. Uh, can a person get married on Shabbos to a basula? Can, can, you, can a person do the Bia Rishana to a basula? That's this Gemara there. So maybe you remember that. So there it says, You can't even do, even on Yontif, where we're more lenient regarding food, you're not allowed to take this towel and put it into the barrel of beer because you're going to squeeze it. Now, over there, Rav says, it's usher. Seemingly, it's a Dover She'en Mishavin. You didn't have in mind. You had no intention of squeezing something. We would think of Shimon holds his mother. Rabbi Huda says it's Aser, and Rav is going to Rabbi Huda. So Rav goes like Rabbi Huda in that halacha, in Ksubis, uh, the barrel business. So Rav has to go like Rabbi Shimon in all Hilcha Shabbos. So Gemara says, no, but he, I feel Rabbi Shimon, my dad. In that case, even Rabbi Shimon himself agrees that we have this probably the 10th time already in this Mesechim. So if it's automatically going to happen, even though it's a Dabrish, you didn't have in mind, but I knew it's going to happen. You can't say, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Rabbi Shimon agrees that it's Aser. So the Gemara says, hold on. Ashi said the name of Rav, that a Dabrish is Aser. So you see, Rav goes like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Shimon. Rav Chanan bar Ami Mershmuel halacha Rabbi Shimon. Rav Chia bar Avin Masila beloy Gavri. He said this psak halacha without the names of the Amaram, and he said Rav Amar halacha Rabbi Yehuda u'Shmuel Amar halacha Rabbi Shimon. So it's fascinating. We keep saying we pass like Rabbi Shimon. Dover Shimon Mischavin is mutter on Shabbos. Rav himself does not hold like that, but uh, we go with I guess the other Amaram that go with. I mean, I think Rava we had this. That Darvish and Mishavin is indeed mutter. But either way, the Gemara again is assuming that if Rav goes like Rabbi Yehuda in Hilcha Shabbos, he never goes like Rabbi Shimon. That's it. That's not his Rav. He goes like, he goes like Rabbi Yehuda. So how could Rav in our Mishnah, which has nothing to do with Darvish and Mishavin, talking about anointing yourself with rose petaled oil? 
The question was, is Kol Yisrael B'nai Malachim or not? Do we consider all Jews fancy schmancy people and they could use this oil? Yes or no? Nothing to do with Still, Rav Shnako like Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara says, Rava, Aniva Arisha Bachabura Targemenu Me and the Arisha Bachabura, the uh, the lion of the group. We will translate it to Manu. Who is this Arisha Bachabura? Rav Chiyabar Avin. And we say Halacha Kirabi Shimon. The Halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. Velav Me Tame, but not because his reasoning. So the result is you are correct, but I don't agree with you. So my Halacha Kirabi Shimon Velav Me Tame. What are you talking about? Ilema, if you want to tell me Rabbi Shimon this shari, that it's mutter not because of his reasons. What was Rabbi Shimon's reasoning? Why you could anoint yourself with this oil? Dealer Rabbi Shimon Savar. Rabbi Shimon holds Mase that this rose petaled oil heals a person. And even though it heals, you're still allowed to use it on Shabbos because call Yisrael And therefore, if for, if it's mutter for part of Klai Yisrael, it's mutter for all of Klai Yisrael. And for Rav, Savar, Leimas, and Rav holds, it doesn't heal, and therefore you can use it because it doesn't work. So no problem with Rav on Shabbos. Do whatever you want if it doesn't heal you. So Gemara says, V'savar Rav, Leimas, you're going to tell me that Rav holds that it doesn't work? But from the fact that the Mishnah said, that the Mishnah itself said, they do this. On their wounds, mechlad demase. Why would they do it? It must be. It does heal. It's just very expensive. So, so what does it mean? Halach Rav Shimon the Shari v'lamatame. So Rav agrees, like Rav Shimon, that it's mutter. Everyone's allowed to anoint themselves with oil, but not because of Rav Shimon's reasoning. What is the opinion of Rav Shimon? Either Rav Shimon Sava, Rav Shimon holds afal pideloi shchiach. Even though you go to your typical Joe on the street, your typical your friend in shul, you ask him, do you use shemen vered during the week? No. And if you're using it on Shabbos, it must be you're doing it Mishim Rafua. Still, it's mutter, since there are those Jews, B'nai Malachim that do use this, even you know, during the week, even when it's not Lerafua. So then, everyone is considered B'nai Malachim So that's Rabshim Bayechai. For Rav Savar, no. Ishiach, and if people use it during the week, you could use it, because then it doesn't look like they're doing it specifically for Rafua on Shabbos. Loi Shriach, Loi. the Rav, in Rav's town, Shriach Mishcha Devada, they indeed did use this type of oil as a standard cream. So according to Rav, it'll be mutter. Not because, like Rav Shimon, uh, this, this leap of B'nai Yisrael, you know, B'nai Yisrael, K'b'nai Malachim, just because people did use it. So therefore, it'll be mutter. Hajun Alach, Shmoyne Shratzen. So now we move on to the uh, 15th parak of Masech the Shabbos, we got a few more to go. So moving on to the next Malacha. So the next Malacha in the Lamatas Malachas is Kishira of tying. So we know tying and untying, all those Halachas. The Mishnah says, Ve'elu Kisharim, these knots, She'chayov and Aleim, a person will be chayav achatas for making this knot on Shabbos. So you have Kesher Hagamolim, you have the knot that those that would lead the camels, so that's a type of knot that would be usher. The Kesher HaSafonin, and the, the people, the, the, the sailors, the ropes they would use to tie their boats, that's called a Kesher Shel Kayama. So if you look at the, um, the source for the Isra of Kshira, we had this in, in uh, Klal Gadol talking about when they built the Mishkan, they would tie the ropes to make nets to catch the Chilazin. So that, those are permanent. So it has to be something permanent. So we're, think, we're trying to figure out a case what's a permanent knot. Like your typical necktie is not a permanent knot, and it's either mutter, or mutter, or We'll see. It depends how long you keep it for. But it wouldn't be an Isidaraisa because it has to be a permanent knot. Something that's, that stays forever, that's an Isidaraisa. When you make a net, 
make when you create a fishing net, that's the way it's supposed to be. When it unravels, you throw it in the garbage. You don't re, you don't retie it. It's over. Right. So if it's a good knot, we're going to see probably also with the rabbana. But but a, a pro- garbage bag. No one's ever untied it. Right, so that that would be awesome with the rabbana. Right. Depends. Some people do, some people don't. So we're gonna talk about it. You have, you have a nev, you have the, the loops. That's already unprofessional knot, right? So that that's probably mutter. But yeah, there's different types. There's there's the mo- the worst would be the permanent knots that are professional and permanent, like your kasher shal uh, gamalim. And the was gonna ask what exactly this was. Your kasher safanim. Then you have your second level knots, which are professional and are there to last an entire week. So it's probably also only in the Rabbanon. It's definitely usher. Then you have different types. You have your temporary knots, and you have things that are not even a knot at all. So things that are not even a knot, even if they're permanent, it's mutter. Things that are a knot, but it's not permanent, that'll be mutter. It's not tight, that'll be mutter. The is never permanent in the front. Right, a gartel or... So even but, if you tie it with a double knot, it's not perfect. So some hold a double knot is something. So being this a drabana. Right. But there are those in a mako. This comes up with a tichel shilas. So uh, you tie a tichel. Now two things. First of all, if a woman's in a rush, <laughs> no tichel and no one tying it. Chucks it. You know, it could be it could stay tied for a long time. So it ends up being permanent. As opposed to but some person say it's not really tight. So there are those that are mako. Again, a person should try to be machmer if they know they're not taking it off, not they don't untie it. They tie it once and it sits there for whatever. Tichel, same thing would apply to, what did you say? What was your case? Um, wrinkle. Wrinkle, you want, you want to untie it right away. Right, the that's better. To make a double knot with a garbage bag is a problem, yeah. You could do it, it would only be in a Rabbanon because you, you it's, not, a it's not a, a permanent knot. You could untie it, nobody would do it, but it's, it's going to last till whenever. So you make a loop, whatever. Pull it once. There's also, yeah, pulling it once is not really enough. They yeah. stick the garbage bag in the truck that gets ripped open. Right, it's a double knot. It could last a week. Yeah, even if, even if what you're knotting gets ripped open another way, it's not still a knot. It's a good point, but a double knot that's there, it's going to last a few days. Some people keep their ties knotted all the time. Right, you got you to be a little that's careful. If, you, if you're doing it always, you make a tie and it's there forever. Take it off right after Mincha, you take it off. Your flappish uh, Mincha, right? No ties. All right, let, let's see what the Gemara says, and we'll get to... Uh, your ties. What? Ruins your ties. If you leave it there, it's fine. It only ruins your tie if you make it again. <laughs> All right, next. So, Veluk Sharm Shechayavan Alehen. These are the knots that you're Chayav on Kesher HaGamolun and Kesher HaSafanam. Ukashem Shu Chayav HaKishurun Kachayav HaLeiteirun. So the same thing, Kishurun, and uh, being moderate, uh, tie it and untie it. That's the same as Rav Meir Mekokesher Shu Yachal Atirav Achzmiyad. If you could untie it with one hand, meaning it's such a weak, it's a Shvachanat, that with one hand you could t- you could remove it. Ain Chayavan Alav, there would no be there would not be an Isser of Kishira on Shabbos. The Gemara says, My Kesher HaGamolun and Kesher HaSafanam. What is this? Uh, not for camels and not for you know the sailors. It's your muzzle, your leash that is tied onto the ring. So the Gemara says, and when it comes to the boat, it's the it's the rope that's tied onto the the anchor. So that is not a keshashakayama. They remove it from time to time. So that cannot be the chi of Darais. It's not going to last forever. Ella Kitra does a mama goofy. We're talking about the actual ring on the nose of the camel. So that stays forever. With this tree, the gufa, and the, the ropes that keep the boat together. So that 
stays forever, that's a kesher shakayama, so that would be usur. Mayor Amar Mayor says, Kol Kesher, anything they could untie with one hand, that would not be called a Kesher Shal Kayama. So, Boy Rav Achadvoy Achoy, the Mar Acha, so Rav Achadvoy, who was the brother of Ma'acha, asked the following question Aniva, which is a loop, like if you tie your shoes, Le Rabbi Mayor Mahu. What would Rav Mayor hold? What, now, what's the Kshaila? Tamid Rav Mayor, what's the reason Rav Mayor says that if you could remove it in one hand, like your shoelace? As mother, why is that? Because you literally, since I could untie with one hand, that works. In the case of a loop, you could do it with one hand. So it should be mother. I don't know. But this is indeed tight. So the Gemara says, they did not answer this. So we don't pass like a mayor, anyways. We hold that you could tie your shoes as long as you're not. Uh, a, double a double loop is fine. A double knot, you could do it once you get out. Right. Anyways, but we're saying we don't. But, so, the Gemara, according to our mayor, the Gemara doesn't. The, the way the Gemara understands our mayor Shita, we're not sure about shoelaces because there it's tight. We don't know why our mayor says removing with one hand works. Is it because that shows it's not a good knot or because it's obviously not so tight? But let's say you had a tight knot which you could remove with one hand, would that be mutter or not? We're not sure according to our mayor. So, according to our mayor, it would be a suffix. But we paskin that you could because it's not a permanent knot. And it's not a professional knot. You're not, you're not double knotting it. You are making loops. Now, halach is if someone has their shoe that's double knotted and they mamish can't function with their shoes, many places are make because there it's only a shayla vadera banan. It's not made to last for a long time. It only happened by accident. You could untie it on Shabbos. Let's do one more Mishnah. So we have some knots that you are not chayav on it. They're not like those two types of knots, so you cannot make those. But uh, it still seems as instant abundance. So the Gemara says, which ones? A woman could tie the, uh, the opening of her shirt. So we had back in the Mishnais regarding what a woman could go out with on Shabbos. So you had those the, the hat net. And you had these uh, braided things that would be on the tops of the braids that to, to tie them. There are tsuois, minol, your shoelaces, the sandal, and your sandal straps, vinoides yayin, your uh, flask of wine, vishemin, and oil. These are made out of leather that you would cover the mouth and you would tie it. Ukdeir shabasar, and you tie your uh, your chalam pot, you tie the pot to, uh, I don't know, for kashrus reason, why you would tie it. So with these things, it seems like it's mutter. The Gemara is going to ask, is it mutter or is it only us from the Rabbanon? We'll see. You're allowed to tie a rope, rope off the room so that the animals don't leave. So you could do that on Shabbos. The Mishnah doesn't make any sense. You said, and that you're not which ones? Sounds like, as long as it's not uh, camel or boat knots, you're not chayiv. So chayuvu hudaleka, you're not chayiv to bring a carbon. Ha'isurinka, but there will still be an iser midrabanan. V'hadar tani, and then you teach me kasheres isha mifta chaluka. A woman's allowed to lechatchila do it. I feel lechatchila, so pick one. So the Gemara says hachika amar. This is what the Mishnah meant to say. There are those that are not chayiv. In the same level as Kesher Hagamalim, which are the camel knots, and Kesher Asafalim, the boat ones. But it's still Asr, Lechatrilu, Umayniu, which ones are these? Kitra, the Katri, Bismama, that uh, the, the uh, knot that they would tie the leash, the long leash to the ring that was on the nose of the animal. 
so that it doesn't run away. So that'll be awesome with our bond. The kitra, the katib is tarida, and the anchor not. Those are chiyuvu deleka ha'isuri ikah. It's still also made rabbanon because it's still a professional knot and it will last a week. And that's the guidelines. We'll see if you look in shulchan aruch. That's the guidelines for what's considered also made rabbanon. If it lasts a week, even if it's not uh, the most permanent knot, it's still also made rabbanon. But it's chiyuvu deleka ha'isuri ikah. V'yeshem uton lachiyuv. These are mutter the chachila. Why? Umayniu kasheres miftachei halukas. These things you remove every single day. You open them. You close them. So those things would be mutter lechatchila. So that's how we read the Mishnah. Okay, we'll stop here.